0: Welcome back to another issue of imagine if this week we are talking comic books as usual, Chris.
1: yep, it's Wednesday. It's the best day of the week because we're halfway t- <laughs> we
0: definitely get a treat. So uh, we have I don't know I don't know if it's I, I don't know how interesting you thought the challenge was this week, but uh, we're talking flash war. Oh no, I'm excited because for me at least in my
1: mind's eye, it made me think legacy. Mm. And while Marvel's been doing a good job of building legacy, I guess maybe that means I myself, as a fan, need to learn more about those legacies. Mm. So I did find it pretty wild, and plus, I like. And I mean, obviously, we'll explore more. But Flash War gives me a chance to bring a character back.
0: That's true. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I just recently because I, I had been threatening it, and you and you could hear it on the past uh, podcast that to finish up reading Flash War, and I finally did. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk about it, and we're definitely going to talk about that when we get to what we've been reading this week. But uh I figured what what better way to do a uh, a challenge is because uh, and and to to be honest, I do think that uh Marvel does legacy a lot better than D C, but that's only because the D C characters don't tend to grow up or, or anything like that. I don't I don't feel. Like you know, I think Dick Grayson's probably the only one that actually grew up. Well and it's tough because Well, I guess all of the teen original teen Titans.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean they have and I mean I'll I'll admit I, I feel like probably Tim's era. That mm-hmm. generation, they haven't gotten that chance to grow mm-hmm. because if you look at the Infinity Inc group, right? That legacy, they did grow. You know, I mean, you're one of your favorite, your our Man, Rick Tyler, right? You know, he went from that purple costume kid who was like, hey, <laughs> to you know, embracing his legacy. So, I mean, I felt like DC has done it fantastic, and then Marvel probably post, I want I know it was one of their Marvel Now initiatives, I don't think it was the first Marvel Now. I want to say, like, maybe the third or fourth initiative they did post Marvel now, that's where they really started, like, okay, let's do some stuff there. And I think it's neat, you know. But on, on some of those characters, though, it's just it, we haven't really seen them interact with their main counterpart. So it's been hard, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, like when they weren't putting Tony Stark in the armor, I was kind of like, well, okay, you know, I'm not really picking up the Iron Man books then because it's not Tony you know but then again i missed out but then you know for captain america with his new legacies you know seeing falcon pick up the shield i was like okay cool but to me in my mind I, i'm reading falcon i don't see him as a legacy mm-hmm. but technically he is a legacy now
0: and i get that but i think i mean if you follow the name the namesake in general i mean captain captain america is definitely one captain marvel i think you know you've yeah, done a good job of that yeah you starting with uh with marvel and then going to carol Danvers and then now kamala khan like that Marvel name has been passed down, uh, the Wolverine name going from, you know, James Howlett to Laura Kinney, Laura Kinney, and then I mean, kind of Honey Badger, and then if you want to go the <laughs> other way, you know, you go to uh, you know Dakin and stuff like that. Like he he was also a Wolverine at one point. So yeah,
1: no, and I think that's neat. I, I like that the Marvel. Characters are starting to get families, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like, because it's like before, like you know, you never really bothered with Iron Man, Captain America, or Hulk, because you just lumped, or even Thor, you just lumped them into the Avengers. And now it's like, no, they do have families. They've got stuff. I mean, you're wearing a Hawk, Hawkeye shirt, right? You know, Hawkeye is a legacy hero. Now, yeah, you know? that's
0: true. And, uh, and 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 I get you though too. Like, yeah, over in DC, you know, take the Superman family. I mean, you have a huge family there. You take the. The Batman family, it's, it's even bigger, oh you know, <laughs> every, every hero that he has on his team and the ones that just have a bat in their name in general, you know, it's, it's, it, they're big teams, but I just never felt like there's a legacy being passed on between Superman and Robin because it's always going to be Robin. He's not, he doesn't end up becoming Batman. If, if, if that makes sense. Well,
1: I guess, you know, and it's fine. Cause like, you're right. Like Superman, I felt nobody could ever replace Superman, mm-hmm. uh, Robin, I've never felt anybody could, or Robin is a legacy in my mind's eye because it's gone from Dick to Jason. to Robin Tom, itself, yes. yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, and even with Batman, again, in my mind's eye because I've seen Dick carry the cowl. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's kind of how I see it because even, you know, like with Cap, you know, it's like, it, it's Steve Rogers is Captain America, mm-hmm. you know. But we've seen an age where now Bucky has worn the costume. John Walker did prior to that, right? You know, Asriel's done the same thing for the Bat. You know, that's kind of a neat thing now. I want to see because thinking of my comic book cemetery, <laughs> I want to see Asriel square up against U.S. Agent. Because <laughs> yeah, be those good. guys are, they're, yeah. they're to that level of the peak. But then they have that anger issue. Just system in them, things like that, that could give some different variables. So that, that, that's, I, I need somebody to draw that for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
0: right. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, first, let's talk about what is on the spinner rack this week. Okay. So Wednesday, the magical day of the week. Here we go. August They're uh, 15th? 12th.
1: I don't know. Let me check here. Today's the 15th, 12th. yes. No, nope, sorry. Um, a right. little so.
0: bit of behind the scenes. We recorded this on Sunday the 12th. <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> There's no calendars here. I'm time traveling. <laughs> For me, it's the 15th. But anyways, uh, Batman 53, this is going to be a pivotal issue. Uh, Tom King has started talking more about his his Batman journey, so it's going to take us all the way to issue one hundred and three because you know he recognized that you know when they did the Night of the Monstermen crossover, he didn't really write those issues. I mean, he was part of that team, but those were right. his stories. So he's he's picking it up, and this is going to be a pivotal one because. If you read issue fifty-two, you know Bruce Wayne left a major uh, cliffhanger. You know Batman's a jerk, and I can tell you why. So what's he gonna do? Is he gonna share the secret? Is he gonna put Batman on blast? You know why is he even in that in that jury? Because isn't he associated with Batman Incorporated? So doesn't he yeah, have? That's true. You know, well, you know, hey, universes change. Wait, as <laughs> I say,
0: in post rebirth, is there a, a Batman Incorporated? Post rebirth. Ooh, possibly not yeah I know
1: new 52 it carried over because basically right. Batman and Green Lantern said screw this we're still <laughs> telling our stories but for Batman, I don't know. So, yeah, does, does uh, Batman Incorporated exist? I like to think so because I thought it was a cool idea. Uh, but, you know, but anyways, I highly recommend it. Lee Weeks has been on the art for this, and he's been fantastic. He's a great artist, and a major shout-out to him. He is now going to be teaching a class at the Joe Kerbert School of Art. So that's fantastic. The man is brilliant. He, he knows how to lay out pages. Uh, he just does some fantastic stuff. I loved his early Daredevil work. Oh, and so it's nice to see him on Batman. But anyway, so yes, do yourself a favor, pick that up. Now, here's a trade paperback I would recommend because it covers an era of Batman that I love. Batman the Caped Crusader Volume 1. So this is going to take us back into the 80s Batman stuff. I want to say I think it's like Batman 408 to um, like whatever the issue is right before Death of the Family. Death in the Family, and mm-hmm. then the two issues that precede that story arc. So, anyways, it's kind of neat because they're going back and collecting the 80s Batman comics and the 80s detective comics. Um, the detective stuff is all right. You know, uh, it's hit or miss. I picked up the, the I forget what the, it's like the, I think they call it the Dark Knight Detective for that set. I picked up the first one just because it had a reprint of Batman Year 2 in it. I love that story, Mm. Um, but this stuff will actually build in the Batman comics, and I have, I know I've talked about this before, I've I've shared it with you, Um, I love doing comic book binding, you know, and for me, there's a great run of Batman, you know, like pretty much from 404, I think it was, basically year one. To the preceding issues, darn near all the way up to 450. That is a beautiful run. And then you sprinkle in all the extra stuff. You have Batman the Killing Joke happened in that era. Um, oh, God. What's the one where he, he he gets taken to the sewers and brainwashed? Um Oh man, it's it's a big one because it's the, the the reverend was like the bad guy on that one. They just brought him back, but anyways, there's some great stories. One of these days, I'll have to type up the list and post it because uh, it's if you want some good Batman, that is some great stuff. And plus, I like it because we do see the brand new origins of uh, Jason Todd, his post crisis. Origin, so you you get to see his backstory and pretty much his life as Robin, from new origin to death of the family where he is killed. Death in the family, sorry. Um, Then you have year three, which explores the origins of Dick Grayson, and then right after that you have A Lonely Place of Dying, which is the Mm -hmm. origin of Tim Drake. So anyways, what's neat is this first volume, like I said, will have some of those issues, and then volume two will continue on and that'll be the first time we'll have Batman Year 3 printed in trade, and then it'll also have uh, A Lonely Place of Dying, which if I was in Collected Editions, I would always put Year 3 and Lonely Place of Dying together. Um, if you love Lonely Place of Dying, it's a great story. Read the four issues prior to that with Year 3. It's great. But anyway, so yes, Batman, the Cape Crusader Volume 1, worthwhile. Um, next up, if you are missing out and you want to start picking up and you can't find them, Doomsday Clock Number One is getting a fourth printing, and Doomsday Clock Number Two is getting a third printing. Um, it's going to be slow. Like I mean, I think you could agree with me on that. Um, I mean, it's a great story, but it didn't really start picking up till like issue five, maybe six, six, yeah, you know, something like that. Um, next up. Green Lanterns, number 53. I highly recommend it. Um, I've been liking what Dan Jurgens is doing there. Actually, I, I hate to this because I don't want to bash in a comic, but you know the end of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, it was a goose egg for me. Mm. Issues 49 and 50 I just did not like. So thankfully, Green Lanterns since issue 50 has been fantastic. So that's going to be the epilogue that I want <laughs> as opposed to the epilogue I got. That's good. Um, Injustice issue 32 will be out in print. JSA by Jeff Johns, Volume 2. I cannot recommend those trades enough. I mean, JSA has been fantastic. Um, I just saw Slender Man in the movies. Mm. And I was like, okay, and the movie sucks. I mean, if you're under under the age of 18, it's probably fun. But as you're older and you know a little bit more of the – you know, if you're older, you're not as scared. You don't find the mysticism as much. But as I was watching that, I was like, if kids are loving this, they're going to love Johnny Sorrow. You know? Oh, because wow. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. This whole faceless man, don't look at his face and stuff like that. And I was like, man. So that took me back. So this is perfect because I bought volume one. I finished it. I've been waiting for volume two. So this is going to be fantastic. Justice League number six. Like I said, that book has been fantastic. So don't miss out. Um titans number 23 we're building towards our 25th issue and i'm sure there's going to be some ramifications coming out of there so luckily it's it's not too strong a week from dc comics going to the other side of the fence at marvel comics now this is a book i i i don't know i i'm like i'm excited for it, but i don't know if it's going to be everybody's cup of tea so astonishing x-men annual number one so basically the the older gene gray invites older hank warren and bobby out to dinner and if you've looked at the preview it's just so sad because they gather and there's a table of five so we know somebody's missing it's Mm -hmm. obviously scott and what are they going to talk about what's going to happen and then x is going to finally introduce himself to them so this is professor x savior's mind inside phantom x's body Um, and then apparently x is going to send them on a mission well considering this comes out and there's going to be another book I'm going to talk about in a second here. But I, I kind of feel this is... If you're going to read Extermination, you probably need to pick up this issue. So if you didn't pre-order it with your Extermination stuff, get to your shop early, see if you can get one, or definitely reorder.
0: Now, uh, wait. With Phantom X having the, the mind of... Uh Xavier inside of it do we actually get to see the the face of Phantom X now like
1: yeah he pretty much he's he's taking it off wow but I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you since I didn't read that I don't know if the face we see you know maybe he turns out to be a projection so we think we're seeing Xavier and so it's still that mystery of like ha ha you've never seen the true face of Phantom X X." (laughs) you know one of those types of things so I'm not too sure. That's um, interesting. But, yeah. But, I mean, hey, you know, we, we get a Professor Xavier who's walking around, and he's finally on the front line. You know, that's going to give him a different perspective than what he's been dealing with.
0: I mean, not only should he be rocking around, I mean, his body upgrade should be pretty great. I mean, Phantom X is a... Uh, badass. <laughs> yeah, he's a badass thief, and I don't remember. I'm I'm pretty sure he was part of the Weapon X program or the Weapon That's true the
1: Weapon X Plus program I think it's yeah, called yeah, it, yeah
0: Weapon X Plus so he's one of those he's he might be XI or XII so yeah, 11 or 12 like 11, one of the, 12 yeah one of them one of them I just remember that uh so I mean yeah obviously his body is probably supposed to be really uh in tune and what, what is Xavier doing with that? That's that's the question I'm wanting to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is this the piece of like brain that uh, Red Skull had?
1: <laughs> so I was thinking about that too. Uh, so I guess the way they did this, and obviously it, it's Charles Soule wrote this, and so I don't know what the marching orders were from editorial or if he just came up with this and wanted it, but – Basically, there's the physical brain, and then there's the mind. Mm -hmm. And so I guess when Scott, as Phoenix, killed Professor X, he... um,
0: Separated the two?
1: Well, so Professor X was like, he hid in the astral plane. But while he was in the astral plane, that's why he's been fighting... Oh, what's his the shadow? shadow King? King. Okay. Because I think he did real big in the Legion show yeah. or the Legion, the gifted. Yeah. So, so obviously that was like, Hey, let's bring these characters back. Cause it could be relevant. Thanks to our TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but I, I would definitely... It's worth reading, but it's going to be a long haul because I think you actually have to read all 12 issues. And it's all of astonishing, Charles right? So, yeah, yeah, astonishing the latest volume of it. So, I mean, you can't lose. I, you know Maybe it's something I'll, I'll put on the back burner and try to check it out, or I might just cheat and go to Wikipedia and hopefully somebody's <laughs> updated. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, basically it's not... We don't have to worry about the brain pieces being out there. It's just more his mind, his astral force mm. is one with um, Phantom X. But anyways, but what's neat, though, is annuals are coming back, and lately they've been good. Like, I am very happy, because before, I remember I used to buy annuals, and I loved it, and then you'd buy annuals, and you're like, what the hell did I just buy? This is a worthless story. Um, But so far, they've been good from both DC and Marvel, so I I have high hopes for this astonishing one. Um, If you're a fan of Deadpool and you're a fan of Cable, luckily we had the Deadpool 2 movie, so now we got the Cable Deadpool annual number one. (laughs) So they're putting those two together, and I think this is the first time they've teamed up since... The last time they've teamed up, so it's been a good chunk of years. Uh, So this one could just be fun to pick up and see where those two catch up. Deadpool Assassin Part 5 of 6 will be out. Again, this is the Deadpool comic that pulls no punches. It's very adult, so make sure you're reading it because it's crazy out there. Uh, Doctor Strange number 4 will be out. If you liked um, Spider-Verse, get ready for its sequel. Edge of Spider-Geddon number 1 of 4 comes out. So we're going to see a lot of those crazy alternative different universe spider man come back into play. And I don't know what the Spider-Geddon going to be, because if I remember correctly, for the Spider-Verse, they all kind of teamed up to stop Morlem because Morlem would just go around and eat Spider-Men and just destroy those timelines and mm-hmm. universes. So I don't know what the Spider-Geddon will be, uh, but I am excited for this. Um, Every issue of this four-part miniseries will focus on different spiders, so definitely look at the solicits and decide which ones you want to go for. Now, this is the big one. This is the big book of the week for me. I'm excited for it. Extermination Number 1 Hits. (laughs) Oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I want to see what's going to happen. I I mean, I feel like the X-Men are a priority again in the Marvel Universe, so I'm totally stoked. So, basically, this is going to be the book that will – Tell us what's gonna happen to the 05. How does their existence in the present affect what will happen with the timeline? So uh, the writer Ed uh, Breeson went in and he basically said, you know, we got told um, your your back issues matter. So everything since AVX will still be relevant because of Beast bringing the 05 forward. And everything you've read since Stan and Jack in issue one will still be relevant as well. So Hmm. this could be a a great tell. So I'm very stoked for it. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got coming out? Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer Part 4 will be out. Now, this is where i got to pick your brain because the Claws of a Killer. What team is this book? Is this the Psylocke team?
0: No, this is the uh, Dakin X-23 Sabertooth team.
1: Okay. All right. Because, like I said, um, well... Well, actually, I haven't said it. we were talking about it before the show, but uh, there's going to be some changes to Psylocke. So right. I don't remember which team she's, she's on, on
0: the. She's on the all female team, which is the Mat- Mystery and Mystery yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. So that fourth issue, that's going to be big because um, if you looked at the teaser we posted. Uh, about the X Men disassembled. If you look at Psylocke, you'll notice she's back in her Victorian English body, as opposed to the the Japanese classic body. iconic Psylocke. That so, yeah,
0: I, I haven't read further than issue one of that particular story, and I do know at the beginning they are they are pumping up a big mystery with Psylocke in that story. So Ooh, there's wow. a yeah, there's a lot of like there's like a oh, what are you doing here? You you know you're you weren't involved with wolverine in any way like that and like to me in my mind it's like no they have a child together it's called she's called wild thing and she's in the mc2 so she is involved but that doesn't that didn't happen in the 616 so uh it's just it, they keep they keep asking her like well, what are you doing here what do you, what, what's your involvement and stuff and she's like well i have my reasons kind of thing like so i, I you know putting two and two together like you're saying you know with a, the new body and that image it's definitely probably got something going on there yeah in that story
1: yeah, so those those back issues are going to go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the book written by Tom Taylor, so that's gonna be a that's gonna be a worthwhile one because he's obviously doing a lot with the X offices. So mm. that should have been a clue right there. But yeah, no. So good pick on that one. I'm glad to see that they're working out. Um, here's another big book of this week: Infinity Wars Two. Oh my God! All right, so in the Prime issue, mm-hmm. they kill Thanos. Yep. In issue one. They kill Star-Lord. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what to expect with these two. You know? Like, I am just like, uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic. I mean, it's it's great. Uh, it, it's an interesting change-up because you had, um, oh, man, I, I, I should have came prepared. Um, the, the artist uh, that was teaming up with Jerry Duggan when he did the Guardians book. And his art is very—it's iconic-looking. He was the artist who did the uh, Superman Truth and Superman, uh, the Doomsday Super Super Doom issues. Oh, Kur- Kurder, uh Aaron Cooter, oh, okay. uh, he does just fantastic art. It's it's very good. It's very upbeat, positive. I don't know. It's just it's it's got a signature, and then they have Mike Dado Junior doing the art for this, which is very signature as well. But he's I don't know the colors and everything. It just gives it the sense of doom. Hmm. So it's like, damn, this is kind of working for the way this Infinity Wars has been going. So I'm very stoked there. Uh, Multiple Man Part 3 of 5 will be out Peter Parker The Spectacular Spider-Man number 308 is going to be there Um, Chip Zardaski has announced he will be leaving the book Uh, and the last issue he'll actually do the art chores himself so I didn't know he was an artist Uh, but he's been doing great so it's kind of sad to see that he's going to be leaving that book Mm. so it'll be interesting to see will the book get a relaunch or will we just go to having one amazing book so I don't know what to watch out for there uh thor number four will be continuing on tony stark iron man number three and then lastly you've got weapons h number six and weapon x number 22 um so like i said for me it's going to be the crossover books extermination and infinity wars to see what's happening
0: and then i think i saw something where like uh weapon h is going to be teaming up with like captain america or something like that have you seen that cover
1: no, I, I missed out, but I think I do remember hearing that he was on T M. Because I felt bad. My my cynicism was like, "Oh, Captain America's coming." To the book that must be. We need a sales boost. We, yeah, <laughs> no,
0: you're not you're not lying. That's probably what it is. I do enjoy that book from what I've been reading of it, but I mean, it's just it's such a weird, I you know, thing to to mash up together the Hulk and Wolverine, and then you have a character. I mean, the obviously the the, the person that has to be inside that body has to be you know, stable as fuck, or else it's, it's going to be a lot of damage, and he is, so, you know, it's it, it's been interesting, but, like, where do you go with that story?
1: And well, you know, it's interesting, because I, I laugh, because you have that weapon H over mm-hmm. in Marvel, and then you have damage over in DC. Yeah, you're right. And I'm like, it's, you know, it's just, I mean, obviously, these companies, you can't copy each other, because the planning stages, the launching and everything, you know, it's just that... Uh, there's a word for it the, this happenstance that's in the air and it's just interesting how those two came about mm-hmm. and it's like oh that those characters that'd be kind of neat to see them meet up and see what happens
0: right uh okay so that's what's on the spin rack for this week definitely a lot of good titles to go and check out uh what have you been reading this week
1: so myself with my readings um i i was talking about i i I I reread Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue 49, and then I read 50 from last week, uh, the last two issues in that series. And, I mean, not to bag on Robert Vendetti, He's – okay, I'm going to bag on Robert Vendetti. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But I just noticed his run, he starts strong, and then he finishes weak. And this last story with the – oh, man, I can't – the Dark Stars, I felt the same thing. And But to me, what what alarmed me even more is that tells me that who's ever in the editorial offices, editorial and the writer, they have no history. They don't know what's, been, what's happened because not once was it really focused on Jon Stewart having been a former dark star. Wow. I mean, he should have been like, you know, when we were dark stores, we had the power. We had control. It didn't control us. Uh, Tomar Ray, okay, uh, or sorry, Tomar Two, Tomar Two, the son of Tomar Ray. You know, I get it. You know, he's enough is enough. You know, his father was killed, so he became a Green Lantern. He was killed by Hal during the Parallax stuff. Turns out he was, uh, you know, POW of of Cyborg Superman. He's finally been freed. He forgave Hal. You know, he's been a Green Lantern. Then recently with the Sinestro Corps, uh, Rote Matt Rue, I think, or Rote Matt Two, maybe. They, I forget how they, how they call them. I think them. it's Rue. yeah. Uh, you know, he basically becomes the Zudarian uh, Sinestro Corps member, so his evil counterpart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going around killing Zudarians, killing people. So Tomar's just like, no more. He kills him. And it's funny because it's like they're punishing him, but you know remember when they were talking about the 10 laws or something like that mm-hmm. well it was activated that a green lantern could kill right you know so i mean to me it seemed justified now granted yes you could argue okay well he didn't kill him in self defense or something like that cuz i think that's what romat did was like after he killed someone he threw his hands up in the air and said oh i surrender and tomar was like no you're done and he sentenced him to death right there but i mean we've seen that you know the the Guardians put Sinestro on on trial to kill him Mm -hmm. so I mean it's not beyond the grand wisdom of everybody to say this is a murderer he's a mad dog you put him down so with Tomar doing it I was like, yes, it's out of character because he's been very much a pacifist. But again, okay, think about it. You've been a POW. Your father was killed. You know all these things. It's like I get it, and I could see him finally hitting his breaking point.
0: But it was also the, I mean, it was it was the time when John was trying to bridge a, you know, goodwill between the yellow and the and the green, and and I, I think it's a lot of that whole. I think he was cracking, like, honestly. Because, like, even oh. they show that afterwards, like, he was trying to hold back the, the yellow, yeah, like lamp, the yellow ring. Killed, yeah, yeah, after he killed Yeah, after he killed
1: him. He forced his ring to stop that ring from finding a replacement. No, I agree. Like, that strain right there definitely unhinged him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he definitely is unhinged in this story. You know, and then you couple that with, okay, let's put him in a Dark Star suit that's just screaming at you, murder, <laughs> rage, kill, and all that stuff. But I guess going into it, I just didn't like the way Hal's voice came off, and I didn't like the way Tomar's voice came off. Fair enough. Because it's like, to me, like, Hal should have been like, I get it. I was possessed. I totally understand you. I'm not going to let you kill somebody, but, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get to that point. And he, you know, he he does... I mean, in the end, he does, you know, talk to Omar down, you know, like he helps him get free of the suit and everything. But it was like the moments before that, though, Hal comes off as a jerk, Mm. you know, he's ready to start ring blasting him and he's punching him and beating him up. And it's like, really, dude, like it should have (laughs) been more restrained as opposed to attack. So I don't know. Maybe, like I said, it was just me bringing my back issue history. But I was looking at that and it just seemed way out of character. And especially for Hal Jordan with the parallax thing, you'd think he would have been more understanding. Uh, then even with Tomar, you know, it's like, okay, you know, he, he can't stand it. He's sick and tired of it. Uh, I totally get it. But I mean, the fact that he chose to commit suicide was like, whoa, that's, that's really wild. So I just, I don't know. It left a bad taste in my mouth. Like it, if anything, it's like, because I get Jon Stewart's position where he's like, we want to show the universe that we don't kill. There's always, you know, hope and stuff like that. But I just to me it it felt like the Green Lantern Corps is just ignorant, you know mm. it's like because again in the universe, you know, what if they go to to Earth three and you impose your ethics on somebody else, who's right, who's wrong, you know, like I like the moral dilemmas because it creates discussion, so I don't know that was just kind of a letdown, uh, but anyways, I mean you know the the journey's over, I'm liking what's going on in Green Lanterns, uh some other stuff that I was reading, so I was looking at some more back issues stuff um You remember Avengers Extinction? So that was the one where Cable returns. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. So they did this four-part written by Jeff Loeb and and Ed McGinnis on art. And basically, it was the return of Cable because he died in Second Coming. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those miniseries that's supposed to get ready for Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, okay. And so anyways, Cable comes from wherever, what time period he comes from. They didn't really elaborate on that. And so he comes in, and he's basically taking the Avengers down one by one. So he takes Captain America down. He takes Iron Man down. He's got Falcon as well. Uh, He goes after the Red Hulk. And even then, like, it was interesting because... Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis did create the Red Hulk, right? And you know somebody else gave the secret identity away, so it was one of those things where like Cable's like, "You're not Glenn Talbot. What timeline is this?" You know. So I thought that was a funny. Like I felt like maybe that was Jeff Loeb being like, "Well, that's what I would have done if I had stayed on the story." Right. Uh, So I thought that was kind of a funny wink there. And then finally, by issue three, Cyclops comes in. Cyclops and Hope arrive and they're like, Cable, you're back, this is great. But you can see the techno-organic virus is just taking over more of his body. So it goes from just being his left arm to half of him to finally an issue for all of him. And, you know, he, he is coming off very erratic, you know, so that's when it's like, okay, we have to stop him, you know, because he's apparently got, you know, the Avengers tied up and in these chairs and there's explosives underneath them. So it's like, okay, you're threatening to kill the Avengers. This isn't good. Let's stop you. So they do eventually stop him because the TO virus has taken him 100%. So anyways, like the final three pages, you know, they, they've got him back at the X-Mansion or Utopia, sorry, at this point. So he's at Utopia. Hope heals him, so she touches him. She basically burns out the T.O. virus in him. She makes a big phoenix bird, and Cyclops just happens to be looking through the door and sees this, you know? It's like, holy cow, okay, what does that mean, you know? So then finally, on the astral plane, Nate is talking to Scott. In the background, it's just all devastation, and Scott even asks him, like, what's gonna happen? What is this? He's like, this is if the Avengers win. You know, you have to let Hope get to the Phoenix. You have to promise me that you'll help her. And Scott's like, I will, you know. And I just found it interesting because it's like if you read that, that obviously – and, of course, this is coming from a fan of Cyclops, but (laughs) that justifies Cyclops throughout all of AVX. True. And it's one of those things where going back to that editorial stuff, it's like did the editors remind the writers, we published this already. This is a part of the story. This is a part of the character. You know because they sure build a hell out of it, you know, and all this and that. So I just found that to be one of those things like i even you even saw on Twitter, I asked Ed Breeson, the upcoming writer of. Uh uh, extermination. I said, hey, you know, do these pages have anything to come into play? I mean, he liked it. He, he didn't ask my question because I asked him about his interpretation. But, I mean, he, he's not entitled to answer me. You right, know, that's of course. Fine. But I just found it cool that he at least liked it. So maybe there is a stumble upon because Cable has been seen already in the preview pages for Extermination. Uh, and even at that last page by Ed McGinnis and Loeb there, you know, Nathan's like, don't worry, Dad. You know, there's going to be a time where I'll come and help you. So that would be fantastic because that would tell me at least <laughs> somebody read that comic book uh and then the last thing i looked at was the avengers versus x-men it's coming trade and so basically all they did there is they would take single issues from major storylines so the first one was house of m um and like basically i remember house of M, schism and a couple others and it was just funny because as you're reading this stuff it's like again you really do see the x-men were put against the wall like this story should read the mcu versus fox you know. Right. So I just found it funny because the issue of um, whatchamacallit of House of M that they posted you know the mutants are basically waking up to discover they're decimated down to 198 Mm -hmm. you know but then what happens for the Avengers side oh Hawkeye's back and you even see Captain America smiling so it's one of those things where it's like damn like if you really look at the lead stories that have led up to AVX you could see that the Avenger or the X-Men have been taking it in the shorts for quite a while right but yeah so that was the stuff I read what about you what about yours uh,
0: so yeah I finally like I alluded to earlier I finally read uh, Flash War but uh, I also finally got to the six issue mini of Man of Steel that Brian Michael Bendis came on oh with. nice Um I have to say that, like, I didn't like the parts where they're repeat, just repeating the scene where Jor-el shows up in the kitchen for like all six issues. It's just super dragged out until you find out at the end that oh Lois decided to go on the space trip with uh, uh John, and it's just uh, like National
1: Lampoon's Tour of the Cosmos. <laughs> what?
0: Like it just I don't know. It it really seemed out of character for me for what John said like. I understand that he's Kryptonian, or at least half Kryptonian, and, and he's very inquisitive, and he's, his powers are are manifesting quickly, but like everything that I've ever read with him in it, he's very much like, you know... He's into, his father's son. Yes, exactly. He's very much his father's son. And for him to go against his father at that moment, be like, no, this is what I want to do. And then... And then maybe this is just me as the adult now, you know. Like as a kid, I probably would have been like, "Yeah, hell screw yeah, screw dad, let's go, let's go." But yeah, it's just like, what are you doing? Why why are you going against your father, Clark Kent, the best dad you could probably have, let alone Superman, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, but I guess it, it just gives, it gives you another uh, foil for Clark cool. to have to go through, you know, his wife and his son not being around. But then, like, I don't understand the whole having to keep it a secret from everybody like not, not the the keeping the secret that hey my kids my my wife and kid went on a space trip but just be like hey they went on a european trip you know
1: i heard something happened with her father and they're gone yeah Simple. but
0: but yet he's like that gossip columnist or whoever is keeps asking him stuff and he's like well everybody's saying that she left you and she uh she cheated on you or something like that and you want to leave it at that and he's like, it's my own business is nobody else's like I understand that too it's like yeah it is nobody else's business but but that soils but, Lo- Lois's rep but then we're also but why are we focusing so much on it in the comic book like this is written this is like they had to make the decision to put this I'm not talking about real life people yeah you know? I mean, there's no real life Clark Kent that needs to keep his privacy to himself I mean Bendis wrote it this way yeah. uh, I had to say um, I really enjoy the fire stuff like
1: yeah, I like that mystery because I I think it's neat how it's like a lot of people forget Superman is a detective. He's an investigative reporter.
0: Right. Yeah. So like that, and then it, the introduction of this uh, fire chief, the deputy fire chief. Uh, I can't remember what her name is. Yeah. But she, I think she's a she's a good character. And then what what they're going to end up doing that? Um, I th- I think it's is it action one oh one thousand one. So
1: you you read Man of Steel one through six, and then you read then Superman you go Superman one. one, and then Action one oh one and then they'll alternate.
0: One of them has uh, Superman bringing um, uh, Batman to her to help investigate the fire, right? Yeah, I think
1: that was issue one, then. Okay.
0: Superman number one. I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, yeah. why wouldn't I bring the world's greatest detective to try and figure this out? <laughs> and what's Batman's big advice? Put it on a map. See if it makes a uh, an image because that's how I caught the penguin one time. He was doing. Like, Luckily, real- all his crimes made a giant penguin <laughs> in the city of Gotham. <laughs> It's like, really, Batman? That's what you got for me? Thanks. And then, of course, the very next issue, she's got it up yeah, on. She's pinning yeah, it she's on pinning the, the wall. Out. She's like, does this look like anything to anybody else? And, she, and then like the, the firefighters are like, uh, "What? it looks like a map of Metropolis. What's wrong with you? And she's like, no, I mean. And then there's other guys like, yeah, she means does it meet, Does it make a picture? And it's just like, I, I like the, the idea of this mystery. And then they throw in that whole, oh, Superman's the one that started those fires. I saw him kind of thing oh yeah that part yeah yeah I was like oh what I I think more than just one kid would have seen it if that was true but uh yeah so I I did enjoy Man of Steel more than I thought I was going to
1: I I liked it the only gripe I would have and and again no tagging at Bendis I love his stuff I obviously bought all the issues and whatnot but I felt that could have been a two-issue thing yeah, that's what just I'm saying. It's been two issues it definitely and then, dragged out. So I mean, for this to be, especially to take that title, Man of Steel, that's huge. I mean, not just because of the movie, but going back to John Byrne when he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I just was kind of let down by that. And it's like, yeah, if they had done this as just like a two issue or a made like a one issue, you know, maybe call it Superman, the Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and then it's a one shot, and then it breaks off into the other books, that would have been fine.
0: So uh that you know i was i was happy to finally get that under my belt <laughs> and then we went on to oh and i did oh i did like the the little throwaway of why it is that he is wearing his old suit now did you catch that when you read oh, it oh yeah cuz he gave the he new gave one the to old, lois yeah exactly and cuz throughout the whole like first five issues or whatever like people keep going why is he back in the the red trunks why is he in the old suit again yeah. And, like, to me, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't prefer the old suit. I prefer the, the newer one. I, I mean, I don't know. I just think, I don't think you need the red trunks anymore. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I just thought it was funny that they kept referring to it because I would, I would assume that was Bendis calling out quote unquote fans being like, uh, why is he in the new suit, you know, kind of, or the old suit or whatever. And then when they, he says, here, take this with you so that, you know, it will help keep you warm and it will remind you of me or whatever. And, and the symbol actually, cr- you know, carries favor in a lot of other places in the, in the galaxy because I'm Superman and I help everybody. Or use my credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I thought that was, um, that was cute. I thought that was a very cute thing.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a neat way to justify it, explain it, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I hope we get to see Lois in the suit, maybe using that credit. You know, like maybe she'll have like a something over her, and then somebody's gonna be mouthing off, and of course Lois, she'll mouth right back. You know, and then like, who the hell are you to tell me that? And Then he gleams the red and the yellow, like, oh, I'm so sorry, Miss. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I also, I also thought if this might be a way that they're going to backdoor her into having powers, like. I could see her wearing the suit at some point, and you know something happens, goes wrong. She's exposed to something in outer space, and all of a sudden she's got power. She comes back to Earth with John. Now it's a family of superheroes. Like so, she becomes Superwoman. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, it could be it. It'd be very much like Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, where you got you know Mary Jane with powers and a a, you know uh, Anne Anne Parker with powers. Yeah, Anne. Yeah, Annie. Yeah, Annie Parker. Uh, and then Spider-Man so it's I mean not that I want them to do the same thing but I was just like you know it'd be interesting well not the that, precedent not that.
1: is there because we saw new 52 Lois became Superwoman that's right and then she just got absorbed away mm-hmm. and you know so it's like well how does because I mean if new 52 Superman is supposed to be the missing chunk of classic Superman wouldn't by definition then Lois be the missing chunk and mm-hmm. you know the way she was dissolved away you know yeah, so I mean, there is a justification to say, "Hey." Plus, I hear rumor that she's going to get her own book. I think Greg Rucka's writing it, and they were talking about maybe having that under the Black Label. Wow. So, yeah, maybe you're onto something.
0: See, and then I, I would also say, like, I I wouldn't. Nowhere am I trying to say that she needs to have superpower. She's already a great character in her own right, and and does you know whatever it is that she needs to do to get the job done. You know, not waiting on anybody else, kind of thing. So, uh, it's just I just think it's an extra thing to throw in there.
1: No, that, it would definitely be a neat arc, you yeah. know, to see that where it's like, you know, the super family. Because like, that's not something they're going to get to do all the time. Nor should it be because, you're right, Lois stands on her own two feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be neat to have that where it's like, you know, like those issues where they toured America and they, they stopped at Washington, D.C. and all these places. That'd be neat, though, where it's like, hey, let's have a picnic on the moon. Let's mm-hmm. go here and there. That'd you're be right. kind of cool.
0: Uh, and then... Talking about Flash War. Now, I know that you've stated uh, I know, I, either on the podcast or on the podcast that you enjoyed it a lot. Yes. Okay. I am the opposite. I did not like this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I felt like it was so much, uh, it was so much buildup in that, and there really wasn't enough payoff for me. Like, wow. I feel like you, it, you, Okay, so like one of the big things for me is like I love, I, I guess post crisis to pre Flashpoint timeline like okay. that. That's I mean, the obviously Sierra. That's the that's the era that I grew up with. That's the one I read the most, and of course I'm gonna stick with that one the most. But I just I just enjoy those stories. I I, yeah. I enjoy that timeline, and we you know we come to Rebirth and it, that stuff's gone. Like a lot of that stuff is gone, and then. I, I'm I'm willing to accept that and move on, but then we get stories like this where you're reminding me that Jai and and Irie existed and Wally was a different man and stuff like that, and and you're exploiting that. You're exploit I mean, you're exploiting that in me. You're exploiting that in the character of Wally. It just it 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 I it, it kind of angered me a little bit. I mean. <laughs> Maybe that means down the line you're gonna get those characters again. Uh, you know, you see Max Mercury in in the background in one, some of those shots. That'd be yep. awesome to see them. Jay needs to show up still, even though we saw him in the button for what half a minute. Half a minute. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's just I. There was so much that those what four, four issues? Uh, basically.
1: Well, okay. So, and this is something I'd like to to pick your brain on because okay. So I think the Flash War begins in 47. So you got 47, 48, 49, 50. So it's a four-issue story. Okay. But did you read the Outliers 46 and 51? I did. Okay. And then did you read the annual that they had before that?
0: Was the annual the one where you saw that was Hunter... At the beginning, like at the very end of the book, yeah, I think at the last page it yeah. was Hunter. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: so I mean, and that's what's scary about that story. And I hope collected editions. When it comes time to collect, yeah, put the annual forty six through fifty one, and there you go. Um, so okay, so it sounds like you read the whole thing. I mean, they've been definitely dropping the hints, like Josh Williamson, you know, because Iris, like, and uh, CBR did a great article. So you have Iris and Wally have all their memories right so they know post-crisis pre-crisis post flashpoint pre-flash they got it all like they they know all of that stuff
0: during flashpoint yeah they have those memories right well i
1: don't know if they have during the flashpoint which i'm okay with them not having that because technically the flashpoint is a different world yeah you know like an else world so i'm okay with them not having that Uh, i
0: remember them someone mentioning but then again wally wouldn't even been in the the flash because he played such a bit character he even got killed in that world yeah but i don't know well uh yeah uh i thought i remember hearing something about that but uh yeah and then i mean it all just and then finally i i don't know maybe i was i was happy with the idea of hunter like making his way to the future and, and being like yeah i i realized what the fuck i was doing was wrong you know I tried to make it a better world by creating the renegades and, and, and manu- uh, uh, policing the timeline and stuff yeah. like that, but then it turns out to be like, nope, I just wanted you guys to break the speed force so that I can be an evil guy again, <laughs> and like to me, I mean, he's still, I guess that's still, a, I shouldn't say an evil guy because he, he believes he's a good guy. He believes he's doing the right thing. He just he has does to, have a great motivation
1: it, it, to be a villain, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and he and he's like, I just, I just do it by any means necessary. I'll, I'll go to the lengths to to defeat evil, I guess, or or be a you know the better hero or whatever. Uh, so you know the the big reveal of oh, I'm not going to be Zoom anymore. I'm going to be the new Flash because I have all the sport the forces with me. I have the Sage Force, which is mine, and he's you know fucking with the uh, barry and wally's mind, and then i also have the strength force and he outpowers both of them i have the power of the speed force and then you know i have to go find the fourth force and as you said you stated it's the still force whatever the hell that ends up being yeah. uh but justice league <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh i don't know like that all that just to get these new forces out like i what is what does that mean for the rest of dc comics going forward like you're gonna have four forces is it gonna is it gonna last or are we just gonna forget about it like other storylines where they try and introduce other things that just don't matter you know what i mean
1: yeah well and i feel you on that that's exactly that's the only thing i I get troubled with by that is i don't care about the fallout of there being other forces that Mm -hmm. means squat to me right you know because i mean like in that case it's like well you know because i've often wondered this i think we've talked about you know can superman channel the speed force you right, know, is, is the speed force kind of like Thor's hammer where only worthy people can get it? Well, no. Now we said Barry is the one who generates the speed force. Mm-hmm. Well, now who generates the strength force, it's the stage force? I mean, it, it, yes, it does open the door for potential story. But, I mean, as a long-term thing, no. Like, I mean, I get it. They're probably like, hey, people love the idea of the emotional spectrum. Let's go nuts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you already have the speed force. You have time travel. You have the negative speed force.
0: Leave it at that. Yeah, you don't exactly. To and do then, everything again. The idea that, like, the, with the emotional spectrum, that makes sense. Like, you, you, you had green willpower, or you know, whatever, and then you know, yellow fear, and the, like those things all made sense. Now you just have you have four forces that all start with an S. For what reason? They're arbitrary. Like, they're they're they're. What kind of reason is why is it sage? That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah,
1: because I hear sage. I think magic. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe my, my my vocabulary is not the greatest, but yeah, I hear or sage. incense. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm kind of like so. Is,
0: does Zatanna
1: draw from that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no no idea. It just I don't know. Like it it all that stuff was just nonsense to me. Like it just it did not pay off for me in the end, and I was just upset when I when I finished the story, even with the big reveal of here's impulse my mind i thought that would have (laughs) been that's great i love impulse bart bart allen's one of my you know favorite characters and then he eventually became a flash before he ended up dying you know like he he became the flash you know so and then you know he was brought back and then brought back again and then now brought back (laughs) yet again but it's it 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 wasn't enough i guess i don't know it's just well the other stuff got in the way it sucked down the the bigger moments probably yeah and then the, the kid flash stuff like kid Fla- like we just got we just get through this whole wally and barry hating each other and like finally they resolved it's like okay all right uh you know wally you've been running forever but you know you should me and you we need to reconcile we need to sit and think about this and then you got kid flash coming back with iris like saving saving her life and and he and Barry's trying to like say, "Hey, you did a good job." He's like, "Fuck you, man! You left <laughs> me there. You guys, you guys took off without even talking to me. You, that's why I'm not even part of this family. I'm nothing." It's like, "Oh, good lord, really?" Well, you know, and I felt I felt his
1: feeling was justified, but it sucks because knowing the behind the scenes, it's like, "Oh, we got to put him in the Teen
0: Titans book," mm. and then
1: that's why it's forced.
0: Yeah, yeah. It so I don't know, like. That and then what was the other thing that oh and then like so the essentially at the end of it you know at the end of what fifty one when he's like Wally maybe you just need to go to sanctuary and so that means it's just setting it up for Heroes in Crisis yeah and which what was the other uh it, that's in the the Superman book too right they talk about someone being put in sanctuary
1: yeah you're gonna see that popping up across the DCU like a lot. all right, everybody sacrifice a character put him in sanctuary <laughs> and then you'll even start noticing too that on their costumes they'll be wearing pins because mm. they're sanctuary pins but you know
0: it, it, but the but the way that Barry just throws it out there in the, in the issues like oh we all know what sanctuary is like no we don't <laughs> what what the hell is, is it is it rehab is it some type of you know uh, go and calm yourself is it an asylum kind of thing but it's just like it, you can't just sit there and throw it in there like hey we've we've been listening about sanctuary for the last seventy years, so that's where every that's where superheroes go when they they've lost their shit well and
1: too to me, like I laugh because isn't this story talking about bringing everybody together and then instead of like I mean, I thought it would have been bolder if Barry said to the Trinity, guys, let me take care of my family mm hmm i think that would have been bolder i mean i get it like i am totally psyched and looking forward to sanctuary
0: oh well, i'm but, looking forward to heroes in crisis yeah
1: i'm sorry yeah heroes in crisis but i am just like that one you're right like again that out of character voice mm-hmm. you know is it's like well is this an editorial mandate and i don't i don't blame the writer because i've heard about those things but i mean yeah it was just kind of like really <laughs> you know like you're gonna okay he's back here he is to the wolves again
0: yeah so yeah i just want to say is that i did not i did not end up liking it in the end maybe i can in the future return to it and read it for what it is just as its solo self but like at, after finishing it up maybe it's because i built it up too much in my head because i was just like this is a great idea well, i hope i didn't build it up for you as no, much no, no. Um, i mean it's just it's yeah uh
1: well it's one of those things where it's interesting because like there are characters, and it's funny because we talk about this, like, and especially to a lot of fans of the newer comics are like, oh, that's not fair. You didn't give my book a chance. You know, like, oh, it, why is my book getting canceled? It's like, well, we've, we've lived through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the Flash books get canceled. You know, we've seen that, you know, it's a popular character. It's not a popular character, you know, things like that. Uh, we've seen the man under the cowl change. Uh, we've even seen the personality of the character change as well because – for me, and you're right. Like I, I, I've always supported Barry because that was Hal's Flash, but I grew up with Wally, and I love the things that Wally has done. I, everything he's overcome. Uh, two of the best stories, you know, the Return of Barry Allen and um, uh, Terminal Velocity. No, yeah, I think. Gosh, darn it! I'm so sorry. Terminal Velocity, or well, so the Return of Barry Allen was the one that where Wally has established himself as Flash, and then. The you know Barry returns but it turns mm-hmm. out to be a Bard Thawne, oh, so okay. there was that one, and then the other one I was thinking about was, um, I, I I'm just having such a brain fart I am so sorry. Um, anyways i on but there were two major stories and I felt like with the color of fear, that really brought something into it as well like in in, uh, Williamson's writing with the new stuff but anyways long story short it's just I've never read all the issues of Flash he's a character I would try to follow but eventually I just kind of like you know I'm going to save some money I don't read this And so, I mean, for me, it's a serial set. So, like, buying the Flash where I liked it. But you're right. To try to, like, lure me in with, like, oh, let's explore these other forces. It's kind of like, yeah, but that's not how the Force has been in the past. And I know we can open the door to more things, but that was just the wrong door to open. Yeah. You know, because, like I said, if Barry's the guy who outputs the Flash Speed Force, then who are the people that put out these other things, you know? And even issue 52 of Flash came out, and it's like... You know, Barry's kind of doing the council of reads. So he's calling in all these flashes and it's like, let's explore this. Have you done this and that? And it makes a logical sense, but it's not something I'm going to care to stick around and read. But I am interested in seeing like, yeah, will the family return? You know, I can't wait till Barry gets his memories back because I don't like Barry right now. I don't like he he comes off as a jerk and that's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, this whole secret identity business he winds up alienating more people than he does rescuing because like I get it Wallace I totally side with him you know I I could see him being like look dude we came into the future we went up there to back you for Wally but then when Wally took off you left us you know so I could see him having that justification Mm -hmm. but again it's unfortunate because it's like well that was editorial mandate why is Wally gone editorial mandate (laughs) so it's like ah shoot but anyways
0: so, uh, yeah, this means we, I, I guess we get, we get Bart back and we have Hunter out there somewhere being crazy. But then again, uh, speedsters can't time travel anymore. That's true. That's a major ramification. That, that was weird. That was a, a strange thing. But, so going into our challenge then, going right off of the story, uh, I wanted to see who would you think would be the equivalent to the Flash family in the Marvel Universe uh, so who's your Barry? Who's your Wally? Who's your Wallace? Who is your Iris? Uh, who's your Hunter? And then I think the last one would be who's the big reveal of bringing back a character? Who's the big character you bring back? So, yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, I, I could toss it out there. All right. Okay. So trying to go through this. So I, 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 like I said, I struggled. I was trying to think, okay, what's a big legacy family? And I almost thought, like, oh, maybe I'll do Spider War. Ooh. And we'll have something with, you know. But I just I didn't feel that, you know, to me, they're going to be like, I'm okay with calling you Spider-Man. I'm okay with calling you Spider-Man. <laughs> and then the war is over. Yep. So I could do it as a joke to, like, DC. Like, there you go. Uh, it's a one-and-done story. But I decided, I said, you know what? Part of the Flash legacy, that mantle, is worthiness. So Ooh. that made me go to the Thor nice. War. So that's who I'm gonna go. So obviously, it would be Thor, um, and 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 my iris obviously is gonna be Jane. So here's what I would have done. And no disrespect to what Jason Aaron did with his Thor finale, you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But if I was tasked with, okay, you need to come in and fix the Thor characters and go back to status quo and and give us more characters and stuff like that. So here's what I would have done. So I would set up my hunter. I would definitely, like, I'm thinking about the Thor film, so I'd bring it up Hella. You know, Hella is just so tired. There's been no wars. There's been no anything. So what the hell does she have to punish there in hell? Mm-hmm. You know, how can you have Ragnarok if, if everything's peacetime? So, you know, she's kind of the one who's like, I need Odinson to be worthy again. So she's going to push him to start, you know, being that worthy character again. So you know we have Thor running around with his little axe. You know we have Jane running around with Mjolnir. Um, my my Wallace would probably be um, uh, Volstagg when he had the the Thor hammer from the Ultimate Universe. So that way he's kind of part of this Thor clan as well. But it's like you know everybody's like, well you're Volstagg. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but that means he is worthy to a point so he's going to be the one who will eventually be like you know what like when all this is said and done i stood there by your side to fight but you didn't keep an eye out for me you don't care about me so that kind of puts volstag on his own journey so he's going to take off with the ultimate storm breaker or bringer or however they whatever they called it there <laughs> um my my my, my Wally and Iris kind of get tied off in this one because of Jane Foster's role. Mm-hmm. But basically, what I would do is so I'd still have Mjolnir be broken, but I wouldn't have it be broken entirely. So, like, Thor winds up sacrificing himself to save Jane. And, like, long story short, so Thor, Thor sacrifices to save Jane. Um, of course, that's where he finally gets his worthiness back in. So it's kind of like that moment where we discover Wally is the fastest flash of them all. Mm -hmm. Thor is going to be the mightiest of them all because he regains his self-confidence. It doesn't matter what he's done in the past. It doesn't matter what Nick Fury whispered in his ear. It matters that when it's time to do, he will always do. So he finally heaves Mjolnir, you know, and it's going to be great. But I want to draw. There's always going to be a missing piece of Mjolnir. So I would have my artist be like, okay, every time you draw Mjolnir, there's going to be this imperfection. So that, you know, and we'll come to that in a minute. So, you know, so he's going to be out there. So Thor gets fully restored. His confidence is back. Jane, she will wind up like, I would give her another artifact of the gods. You know, I I would give her another weapon and stuff like that. But I'm going to bench her in the fact that I want to cure her because as they started playing with in the Thor books, every time she turns into Thor. Her chemotherapy treatments wind up like they get null and voided, they burn out, yeah, something to that effect. So, I would, I would sideline her, I'd still keep her in the book because she's still a vital character and she can do a lot on her own. But I would, I would almost maybe kind of put her like maybe in an oracle sense, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, I help Thor find these things and stuff like that. So, that would be her moment. Um, so my Barry is Thor, my Iris Wally is Jane, my Wally too would have been, um volstag going there my hunter is hella um now the character i bring back my impulse mm-hmm. eric masterson i'm bringing back thunderstrike <laughs> so that piece of hammer right. that i said was broken away uh-huh. that finally it it falls into hella's domain now this is going to be tough where there's going to be a bunch of people pissed at me so it could either go into hella's domain or it could go into valhalla i don't care where but we're going to see this figure like in a cloak you know, like everybody's like, oh, my God, it's a mystical piece of the Mjolnir. We can use this to get ourselves out of, you know, this eternal uh, paradise or damnation, wherever we, you know, wherever editorial tells me to stick him. But, you know, of course, nobody can lift it because they're not powerful enough. They're not worthy enough. And that's when Eric Masterson picks this up. And he's like, this is just the missing piece I need. And he puts it on his mace. And there you go. The Thunderstrike is back. Nice. So that's how yeah. I would plan my flash war. I'd go for Thor war. I think it rolls off nicely. And, <laughs> and there we go. Uh, maybe. And then. So, yeah, actually, then that works out, too, because my Wally being Jane, then the, the, the Trinity will come and then they'll whisk her away to the Marvel Center because <laughs> they're going to help cure her. Or her, her, or or her or they're going to help her yeah. with her treatments. <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Uh, OK, so I went with uh, America War. Captain War. The Revolutionary War, no? <laughs> so uh, yeah, Captain America. My Captain America, Steve Rogers, is going to be my um, my Barry Allen. Uh, my Iris would obviously have to be Sharon, Sharon Carter, Agent Thirteen. Thirteen, I believe so. Okay, uh, then when it comes to my Wally, I think I, I think I mean I think the 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 direct reflection voice of. Uh, Option would have been Bucky, but I went with. Uh, um, oh, why can't I think of Falcon's, Falcon's name? Oh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yeah, Fam, Sam Wilson's gonna be my Wally. So the two of them are gonna finally duke it out. Like they've been very cordial with each other. Of like, who's the real captain? You know, who's Captain America? Is like, oh no, you take it. No, you take it. And then I think eventually Sam Wilson just get, gives it up, and and that was right before Secret Empire, right?
1: Well, he pretty much yeah. Like during the Secret Empire, um, his faith. Was kind of shaken because as he fought for the people, the people kind of backstabbed him. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Screw this! I like I'll do my thing." I and so he just kind of left the shield, mm-hmm. and then it just so happened that. But then
0: know, at the end of Secret Empire, he took it back up.
1: Uh, no, at the end of Secret Empire, he just he was like, "I don't want that." Like I think he kind of looked at it as like this is just too much
0: to R- wear. But he, but he was. He was wearing it at the end, like he might. He might. Oh no, it up you're right. Okay,
1: that's right. Because they did those generations, right? So yeah, he he did it for generations. Oh okay. Um, he did that one shot, and because I remember they they had Captain America 25, mm-hmm. and then that was the end of that Captain America book, and then we didn't see anything. So maybe in the Secret Empire Omega issue there might've been something there, but I, I know he basically was kind of like, this isn't my thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. But uh, I'm going to have it so that he wants to have the, the title back. Okay. Well, okay. It
1: yeah, does. That makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> Here uh, I am being the bad editor. No Mitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a good editor. He's like, you know, don't you remember they already wrote this story? He doesn't want the He doesn't want the title. Well, oh, he's going we to want the title now. <laughs> uh, and then, so that puts Bucky into the Wallace West, uh, part where he's he's watching over Karen maybe because or I'm sorry Sharon maybe because it reminds him of a uh, Peggy you know being back hey. in the day uh, so then you go from there uh, my Hunter Solomon is going to be helmet zero Zemo so you know Ooh, nice sometimes villain sometimes sometimes hero kind of guy depending on where you're at why it is that he decides to pit the two Captain Americas against each other Who knows? That's what evil does. That's what evil (laughs) does. You know, maybe he's trying to bring down an empire just like he did in in the... Well, there you go. You take the the motivations from the movie. Yeah, from the movie. Um, So, yeah. Maybe he's trying to build a better empire. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and then maybe at the end of this, somehow he is able to defeat, get them to defeat each other. And then he puts on the captain America outfit himself. I think that'd be a cool little oh, interesting twist, just twist. like the Flash. That's there. true. Cause it's oh, right. Hunter, Hunter did.
1: Yeah. One last thing. Sorry. To, I loved that moment though. When Hunter put on the flash shoot because it was the post pre-crisis flash shoot. It wasn't right. the one since new 52. Right. Yeah. And, sorry. I just no, and that's that the one scene. that
0: Eobard wore, wore, right? Yeah. That you said during terminal velocity.
1: Yeah, during the return of Barry Allen. Return, okay.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, I would have that. I'm missing... Oh, and then my return. My return character. Yes, who are you bringing back? <laughs> I'm bringing back Rebecca Becky Barnes. Oh, nice. The uh, Heroes Reborn Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. So, she shows up. <laughs> it, it, maybe it's because, you know, both were kind of used to be drawn by... Uh, uh Humberto Ramos yeah yeah yeah, so they both had that same haircut and I just want to be like hey (laughs) impulse Bucky (laughs) there you go uh I just think that'd be interesting to throw that in there you know now maybe she comes in and she's like what's going on how come you know who's this guy why is he called Bucky you know am I related to him and maybe she takes on a bigger role in S.H.I.E.L.D. like learning underneath Sharon like i i think that'd be kind of cool
1: that would be cool like please say in your story just make sharon young again because i'm not yes. gonna lie it is creepy when you see steve kiss her and yeah. it's like Ugh. <laughs> and not that not not say you know i'm not That's an wrong, ageist yeah. you know but it would be nice and that'd be kind of cool where you could almost have that you know female captain america winter soldier bucky combo with yeah. those two
0: yeah so know? then it's it's it, it maybe there's like a that's a legacy an agent 13 legacy that she she could pass down because she's the director of shield now and you know so she's like oh you're my new agent 13 kind of thing yeah so i like that i
1: she is a great character i miss her right you know i I, and i i had such hopes that they were gonna team her like i thought it would have been cool that when bucky was captain america she became his book that would have been good i I was so hoping didn't she come back around then yeah, like they brought her back in. I think she even had like a little side story in the books or something when they were split. Um, because, yeah, they, they brought her back. I mean, she's just she's lost or missing in the MU, you know? So, yeah, that's, because, I mean,
0: and, and that's the same reason for like the, it's the, the Secret Wars reason, right? The reason like we have Miles Morales in our 616 and, and Spider Gwen. And so that's all the yeah, yeah, same all reason, these, right? Like, these, yeah, in, alternate universe people that just got stranded in ours. James, Jimmy Hudson or yeah, whatever. Wolver, yeah. Wolver Jimmy. So there you go. That's our challenge. That's our Flash War challenge in the Marvel Universe. Thor and Captain America both taking up the mantle of uh, having to fight their sidekicks. I'm just
1: glad of the characters we get back because. I like that. I, I miss Becky Barnes, you know, and I'd love to have Eric Masterson running Oh, yeah, around. dude. You know, like, Eric I Masterson, mean, I, I, his son, I can't think of Kevin. the sons now. Kevin. Kevin. Mash- you know, that'd be cool as well. You know, let him have his heroics as well. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's better when they're dead because obviously it meant something. Right.
0: But it's so sad that they're dead because <laughs> I'm missing something. Um, I, oh, that, that brought up something that I was going to say. Oh, did you, I guess going back to Flash War, did you accept that? That when Wally beats Barry, it's kind of essentially because Barry's too scientific about all the Speed Force, and he's in his head about it. Whereas Wally's always just wanting to have fun, and he 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 knows to push himself. Like that's what how Josh Williamson wrote it. No, and,
1: and you know, I I I like it because it's kind of a nod back to why Wally wasn't the fastest because mm-hmm. he never like he realized that if I go faster than Barry, there's nothing great about Barry anymore. So mm-hmm. if I do that then there's no, like, I'm, I tarnish Barry's legacy. And so that was the mental block of why Wally could never be the fastest until finally the return of Barry Allen, where he was faster than he barred. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that that it was a neat little nod where it's like, yeah, Barry, you're too stuck in equations. I'm here for the adventure. right? You know? And it's <laughs> like, it kind of does make sense because if you think about that, I mean, it's like, you know, some of your best pilots were the ones who were just like, See what happens. Let's do it. As opposed to like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> the instruments say I'm not supposed to go past this. Yeah, you know.
1: So I, I did. I, I mean, it's, it's a little hokey, but like I said, I think it's a neat kind of hokey because it harnesses back to how flashes work like that.
0: Fair enough. All right. So if you have any more that you'd like to throw at us uh, about the stuff that we talked about today or our challenge, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Chris is also on Twitter as...
1: Stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D.
0: The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Yeah. Well, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter and at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And GeeklyRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.